Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well, as you can hear from my voice. Uh, I'm not normally this deep of a voice. I like to be closer to the falsetto side of things, but um, that's just how it is. And just to make sure everybody's safe, I'm going to stay home tonight. Um, and Amir Tashan will be back on Shabbos. We'll see how, how things are going. We're starting on the bottom of Dachlaf Talat Amid Beis, at the very last word at a new Mishnah. Uh, this is a, a bunch of famous Gemaras that, uh, that we hear all the time. And a lot of them are right here on this on this blot. We're going to be learning all of Chafei and Chavavam at Aleph as well toward the bottom of the page until about uh, three lines from the bottom of the page. Let's get started. If someone says that the good people should bless, what is this talking about? First Rashi on the page. Rashi says, that a person says only the tzaddikim are the ones who are worthy of giving bracha, but not the not the rishayim. And clearly, the hashkafa satora that's not correct. Next, al It's inappropriate to say that by the mitzvah of shilach hakan, when we send away the mother bird, that a kaddish baruch is about rachamim. We'll see why in the Gemara. The Mishnah continues that as well. Ve'al tovi zacher shemecha that for the goodness that you are remembered, uh, that's not appropriate either. And if one says modim modim, they say modim twice in davening, then mishas also we quiet that person down. That's not appropriate. Amechane be'arayos, people who mistranslate the psukim about arayos and think that it's a, a homily or a euphemism of some kind, saying not so much that the the iser is by tash mishamita with these particular people, but rather that. It's about the covet of my father, as we'll see in the Gemara. That's also not correct. In all of these cases, Meshaskin, so we quiet them down. Haomer, one who mistranslates the Pasuk of that from your children, you're not allowed to give them over to Molech, which we know is a form of Avodazara. And they translate it as Lositin Abra Be'armi Yusa. That one should not impregnate a woman who, a non Jewish woman. Meshaskin, so Benazifa. This is not just make him quiet. This is make him quiet, Benazifa. With, with a much stronger version of Mishaskin or so. And if you look at Rashi, about a third of the way down on the page, Rashi says, Not correct. You're mixing up punishments. One has to do with Avodazar, the other has to do with Tash Bashimitu with a goy. It's not the same suga. You can't learn the Pasuk the wrong way. So the Gemara opens eight lines down on Chafeyam and Aleph and says, Bishlama, I understand the case of Modem Modem, that in the case of Modem Modem, so then the Gemara says, the Mechse Kishte Rishuyos, I'm thinking this one, and Rachman Litzlan, I'm thinking that one. It sounds like there's two different uh, two different uh, deities. That's not right. I also understand I understand that case too, that if you say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who uh, does all the good stuff, Dimashma, that implies al tov in the al ralo that Hashem is good for the good stuff, but he's not so good for the bad stuff. That's an incorrect hashkafa, as we know. Vitznan, the Mishnah writes in Maseches Brachos, that one is obligated to say a blessing on bad things, just like the good things, because there is no bad. So if you say that Hashem is so great when he does good things, that's that's a little minus. That's kfiradik. That's not right. So we understand all of that. Ella, what does it mean when it says, Why is it that it's inappropriate to say that a Kaddish Baruch Hu showed some racha? I mean, that when one takes the, the chicks away, takes the eggs away, that the mother bird has to be shooed away. That sounds like racha for the mother. <laughs> so the Gemara says, my time on. <coughs> and the Gemara responds with a machlokas. There was a machlokas, Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin, Rabbi Yossi Bar Zvida. 
what was their machlokas about about the case of al kansipor yagir rachamecha? Why was it inappropriate? One, the concern was generating jealousy among the animals. What is that talking about? So Rashi says just about halfway down, almost exactly, maybe a line or two below the halfway mark. The Ramaschal Matul Kino Lomar Al Haofos Chas Ralev Hemos Vechayos Enochas. He's only sensitive about the about the ofos, about the birds, about the fowl, <laughs> but not about the behemoths. That can't be. So that's one concern. Bechad Amar and another sheet to hold. This is a very important idea in Ashkafa. Sometimes we think that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is a Merachim, and it does have that look, but really that's not what it is. Kaddish Baruch Hu functions in the form of a Gzera. This is the way that things have to be, and it's going to be done this way. Sometimes it appears to be Rachamim. But that's what the Gemara is saying here, is that uh, he's concerned that if people look at the uh, the case of the Khan Sipur and they say, wow, Hashem is such a Merachim, then you've misunderstood the quote-unquote mechanics of how Hashem runs the world. It's not run Birachamim, it's run Big Zera, that whatever is right is done. So that's what, uh, these are the two concerns that we have here about this. Says the Gemara, a third of the way down the story, there was someone who was in front of Rabbi Omar, and he was saying as follows, when he was the Chaz, and he said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you showed mercy on a bird, so please, you should also show, show mercy on us. Skip the parentheses. Omar Rabbi, Rabbi snaps at him, or it doesn't seem that way, at least. Wow, you're amazing. You really know how to twist God's arm. You know how to get in, uh, get in with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What are you talking about? Abaye was fourth century. He was a Talmud of Rabbah. So Abaye was the Talmud. And he says to his Rebbe, I don't understand. You you just praise this guy for saying that I can see for Yagi Rachamecha. But the Mishnah right here says you're not allowed to do that. We said that we're supposed to quiet this person down. So it says the Gemara, you're absolutely right, my dear Talmud, Abaye. The He was just trying to sharpen and make sure he was on his game. But in fact, it's true that it's not appropriate to say that Al Khan Sipur Yagi Next story. There was someone who was davening in front of Rabbi Khanina and he was doing Khazar Sashat. And when he was doing Khazar Sashat, he added in a bunch of words of his own. We're halfway down, five lines before the wine lines of Hamid Beit. Omar, he says, and then he adds in a whole bunch of other words. So the Rebbe says to him, Omar Leib, uh, with a little uh, a little bite, he says, Are you done praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu yet? Have you finished? Are you done yet? Why? Three that we say, the three praises that we say, he loved the Kasvin who Moshe be Oraisa, if not for the fact that those three words are found in the Psukim and in, in the Torah. The Asu Knesses Hagdola Vatakninu and the Anche Knesses Hagdola who were in Nevi'im, they wove it into the Shmona Esrei. If not for them, Onan Lo Amrinanu, we never would have given these adjectives to a Kodesh Baruch. The At Amaskule Hai, you added more, a chutzpah. You think you're praising a Kodesh Baruch. That's not right. Mashallah Adam Shailo Elef Alfa Elafim Dinorizah. Just imagine a person who was a billionaire, just had so much money, endless gold. <coughs> so, what were they praising him with? Oh, look, I see Dinari Kesev. You, you, you have a silver coin in your house. Wow, you're such a, such a balabas. You're such a gvir. 
with you praising a Kodesh Baruch Hu with things that make no sense at all. With our little feeble minds, we think we can understand a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's inappropriate to overpraise Hashem. We learned this in a previous plot as well. Lognai hulo. After a while, it just gets insulting. He's like, oh, I found a couple of pennies in the, in the couch. You're rich. Come on, that's, that's not even nice. Three lines into the wide lines. The Gemara interjects something that doesn't really belong here. The reason it's placed here is because it's the author of the previous name as well, which is Reb Hanina. Probably one of the most well-known Gemaras in Maseches Megillah. Amar Reb Hanina. Kodesh Baruch who governs everything, except that he's given the capacity for a human being to have Yerash so says the Gemara, how do we know this situation? And the Pasuk says, what, else, what does the Kodesh Baruch Hu ask from, uh, from the Jews except to fear him? And the language of ki'im li'ira, michlal, it implies, oh, I just need you to fear me. No big deal. We work our whole lives to learn how to do yira So the Gemara says that michlal uh, di'ira milsa zutrasahi. Are you trying to tell me that this is a small deal? It's not a small deal to have yira. Says the Gemara, you're right. For the for the Hamona, for all of us, it's a pretty big deal to have real Yerushalmi. We can't see, touch, or feel God. Maybe sometimes we can feel God, but He has no physical attributes. We believe we we utilize anthropomorphism to understand God to start with. And all we're supposed to be on these grisa levels of Yerush. That's very hard. So says the Gemara. In in one way, Yerushalmi is easy. When is that? When you're Moshe Rabbeinu. That is considered a small deal for him. For him to be able to have Yerashamayim is really no big deal. But for the rest of us, of course, it's quite challenging. Mashal, and here's a mashal that really does help to encapsulate how Yerashamayim works. Mashal Adam, you go to someone and you say to them, I, I, need to borrow, um, I need to borrow a bookcase from you, a very, very large bookcase. And you have 10 of them just sitting around. So I asked for a kli gadol, the yeshlo, and he has it. So therefore, how does it feel to me? Don't may I love ki kli kata. If I, if I have what you want, you need a bag of potatoes. If I've got three bags of potatoes, sure, b'sim charaba, no problem. It's like a, a, a dabar katan to me, even though you asked for a lot. However, katan ve'en lo, if you ask for something what seems to be small, what should be small, and you don't have it, so then don't may I love ki kli gadol. We are, of course, the latter version of this mashal, which is that a Kodesh Baruch Hu, in the Torah says, ki'im, that yirashamayim should be simple. If we recognize that's what the Mishnah Pirkei Evo says, that you should know three things, you'll never come to sin. And in short, the punchline is if you know that you're in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, it's kind of hard to do Averas. So that's what the punchline is, is that we are, we have the wrong perspective. We think that it's impossibly difficult and therefore we don't have it. So it's like someone asking for us something tiny and we don't have it. And therefore it feels, it's Dome Alav Kiklikon. Three-fourths of the way down, the Gemara says, Amr Abzerah. All right, our Mishnah said modem, modem, that if someone says modem twice, it was problematic. And our Gemara said above that it's that it looks like there's two deities and that's problematic. So fine. So, but what Ribzera does is he extends it that if you say Shema twice, it's problematic as well. Says the Gemara, that's not so simple. If a person reads the Shema and he doubles it, that's disgusting. It's uh, inappropriate. You shouldn't do it. However, says the Gemara, it is not right, but but we don't silence him like our Mishnah. So how can Rabbi Zeyra make an equation between modem modem and shema shema? Haray, the Brisa itself doesn't say that. The Brisa only says it's Maguna and that we're not Mashaska, that we don't silence the person. It says the Gemara, Lokasha depends on what the case is. One word at a time, shema, shema. 
And that's just repeating it, Batanila. And Hadamar Psuka Psuka Batanila. And in one case, <coughs> we're discussing saying the whole Pasuk. And then those are different cases. Maybe we should say the difference between the two Shmas is whether or not uh, he had Kavana uh, the first uh, the first time he didn't have it. So then the second time he did have it. Hold on one second, please. So the Gemara says, maybe you just didn't have Kavana the first time you said Shema. What's the big deal? We've all been there. Sometimes you say Shema, you got your eyes closed and you start to fall asleep. You don't realize where you are. You have no idea. So, uh, so that's a problem. So then maybe we just had no Kavana. Uh, the Gemara does not like this recommendation. Amar Le, the Gemara says, and this is today's dose of Musr, maybe this month's dose of Musr. The Gemara says 15 lines from the bottom. Chavrusa klape shmaya. You're sitting there learning with one of your friends. No. This is the Abishtar. What is what is wrong with us? How could we ever stand Lifne Hamakum and not have Kavana? Iloma Chavin Daite, if there's someone who doesn't have a lot of Kavana, Mechina Leibar Zafta Denafka, I'm going to hit him over the head with a blacksmith's hammer. What are you doing? How is it possible that we're standing in front of the Aron and we're spaced out? I'm guilty. We're all guilty, but that's what the Gemara is framing out. Uh, is it Chavrusa Klape Shmaya? If a person doesn't have the right Kavana, so then, how can you uh, treat a Kodesh Baruch Hu like a Chavrusa? You have to listen, and you have to be focused, and you have to talk clearly. So that's what the Gemara says. So what did the Mishnah mean when it said that one is that they retranslate Sukkim into some form of euphemism? So the Gemara says there, Tana Rav Yosef, clone Avi Veklonim, we're talking about the covet of one's parents. That's the mistranslation. What does that mean? Tana Rav Yosef, we're talking about the mistranslated version of the Pasuk that a, a Jewish man has Tash Meshamita with a non-Jewish woman. We're talking about a child who's born and he's going to be keeping up Vodazarah. These things happen all the time. I see this as a mole all the time. The Jewish woman who married a nice Catholic guy and uh, and vice versa, which is even, you, you know, this is the vice versa where you have the Jewish man who's wearing a nice Catholic girl. So these are big problems. See the Pew study for more information. Quite damaging. We're at the next Mishnah, eight lines from the bottom. The Mishnah reads, When it comes to the story of Ruvain in the Torah, that Ruvain moved to bed, his father's bed, which was not, not so good, not a good idea. So Nikra should be read, but Velomitargim, we should, we, the Matargim has to know which Psukim not to translate. This is one of the Psukim that he should not translate. Maisa Tamar, the story about Tamar where she was raped, we do read it and we translate it. Egel Rishon, the first part of the story of the Egel Azov, the second part, which as we'll see in the Gemara, is the dialogue between uh, between Aaron and Moshe. There you do read it, but there's no Targum on that. We don't have the Matargim translated. When it comes to these two things, so then Nikro and Velomitargim, and they are read, but we don't we don't do the Targum. And Ein Maftirim Bamirkava. And uh, the halacha is seemingly that in uh, Maftir the Merkava, that we don't say have Torah with the Merkava. And he says, We are allowed. Tosos, last Tosos on the page, Dibar Maskal, and Maftir the Merkava, Rabihuda Matir, Rakamal, and Rabihuda, that in fact we do speak about the Merkava. So that's why we have it as a half Torah. That's what the Gemara says, which of Torah is in. Uh, we'll see this later in the Gemara. The Mishnah continues four lines from the bottom, last part of the Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, in Maftir, and Behodas Yushalayim, we don't do the half Torah. 
um, of the Pasuk of Hodas, Yushalayim, we'll speak about this more in the Gemara. Tana Rabbanon, we have a Brisa quite similar to our Mishnah, but much more at length. Very easy, very quick. It says the Gemara, Yesh Nikrin and Metargamon. Some Sukkim are read and translated. The Yesh Nikrin Velo Metargamon. There are some Sukkim that are read and not translated. The Yesh Velo Nikrin Velo Metargamon. And there are times that we don't read anything at all. We skip it. <laughs> we'll have to see what that means. <coughs> says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom. Elu Nikrin Metargamon. What are the Sukkim that we read and translate? Sukkim that we might have otherwise thought that we wouldn't have because most of the Torah is read and translated. We're only highlighting the ones that we thought we might not have to translate. So it says the Gemara, here's an acronym, Balas Akan Nishbet Simen. We're going to go through all of those letters. I'll call them out as I see them. My Sabreshis, there's your base. In regards to the My Sabreshis, Nikro Matargan, you read it and you translate. It says the Gemara, that should be obvious, Pshito. Why would you assume not? It says the Gemara, Maybe a person's questions can get heretical when they're trying to figure out the beginnings of the earth. Maybe in the process of discussing the Maisabrashis, people are going to start asking questions. What's above the heavens? Malamata, what's below the earth before it was created? Malifnim, what is considered inside? Malachor, what is considered outside? Tosos here translates these phrases a little bit. Tosos says, Ma Pirush what is at the end of the border of the world? The Mizrach to the east of the Mara. Inami Mahaya Kodam Sheshesime Breshis Mahaya Achar Sheyichla Olam. What will be after the world was destroyed and what was before? So, what's not clear from the Gemara is what exactly the halachic problem is. Is it wrong to probe and to try and figure out exactly what happened? So, there's the Dion and the Rishonim here and the, the Achronim and the Mephorshim about what is considered to be problematic. Um, Yes, of course, we should all have a logical, coherent approach as to how we know that the world was created by Akash Baruch Hu and that the Torah was given at Har Sinai. That's fundamental information. We all should be able to debate it. Um, but there is a dangerous territory, which the Gemara is referencing here, though not with any clarity. And Tosos doesn't detail what it is. It's usher. And Rashi doesn't, doesn't speak about it on this side of the page. And he doesn't speak about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the bottom Rashi, I didn't see this before. Sorry, the last Rashi on Chafayim and Aleph speaks about this in the following way. Rashi says, The last Rashi on the page. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu shouldn't be uh, pulled out from a place of garbage. Basically, there's some questions that are inappropriate. Anyways, we had said that our acronym was Balas. That was Breshis. Here's the Lamed. My salot, we know that his daughters, that's the Bechira and the that they slept with him, and that's Amun and Moab. And uh, the story of my salot, Nikro, Matargim, we do read it and we're Matargim, says the Gemara. Why would we have assumed not? Pshita answers the Gemara. Maybe we should have been concerned because Lot was a family member of Avram, and we should therefore have not translated it because it's a Gnai, because Avram didn't have the influence on Lot that he would have liked to have had. That's not a concern. Next, Maisa Tamar, that's the tough, um, that's the tough of Balas, says the Gemara, the story of Tamar and Yehuda, where Yehuda thought that she was a Zona. We saw this Pasuk in uh, this Gemara quoted earlier in the Masechta. Nikru Metargim, I says the Gemara Pshito, why not? Yehuda was a Chashub Rav. So you can't just be, uh, you can't just uh, malign people's drag their names through the mud. So it says the Gemara, Kamash Malan, Shavche Yehudodi. Um, the, the concern was that it maybe wasn't Kavadik, but the Gemara's response is no. It's a shvach that um, Tzad Kamimeni, when Yehuda said that she's right, 
though that's uh, that, that was my seal that was my chosem she's absolutely right and i'm the one that's guilty my ego we said balas akan nishba was the acronym here's the ayin for akan Egel Rishon, the first part of the story, Nikra Matargim says, Gemara Pshita, of course we should read it and translate. No. Maybe we should have been concerned about the Jews. They made a big error. We shouldn't embarrass them. That it's considered a kapara. When people say embarrassing things about you, it's a kapara. Aaron Steinman, when there were signs up about him in Bnei Brak that weren't so positive, he told people, please don't take them down. It makes my Olam Haba still better. That's what he says. Okay, so that's why we were. It's not considered a busha to speak about to speak about the ego. What about kolalos ubrachos? This is from the Tochacha. Says the Gemara. Those are nikkunumat argument. Those we read and translate. Says the Gemara. Pshita. Why would I have thought otherwise? Answers the Gemara. I might have thought that maybe the Jews would become unmotivated. It's very depressing. Arur, 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 arur. All the different things that might happen and all the diseases that might happen and all the terrible uh, maladies and punishments can be very overwhelming. So says the Gemara Kamash Malan that the Jews can handle it. The Jews can handle all of them. So what about Azharas Ve'onshen? When the Torah details punishments and they detail the warnings for punishments, why would we not? Of course we should. Says the Gemara, maybe we should be concerned that if there's such a focus on the negative, that maybe people will only serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu out of Europe and not out of Ahava. That the Jew will learn how to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu out of Ahava, even when there are a lot of details of the Averas. I uh, don't know that this is our generation. Halavai, we should serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu out of Europe. I don't know about Ava. <coughs> it's a high level. <coughs> or at least it's a high level for our generation. Maisa Amnon Vitamar, the rape that uh, took place, Nikro Mitargim. Maisa Avshalom, Nikro Mitargim. Pshita, why would we not have read those cases? Maudetema Lechush Liyikre the David. Maybe because they're related to David, we should have said that therefore, that therefore we shouldn't say it. It's a Busha Kamash Next, last short line, Maisa Pilegesh Begiva, Nikromatargim, the awful story about Pilegesh Begiva, where Pilegesh was killed and her body parts were sent, a uh, whole, whole bad story, and Sefer Shoftim, Nikromatargim. First long line, Pshita, of course we should read it. Maybe we should have had some sensitivity to Shevet Binyamin, Kamash Malan, that we don't. Lastly, our Mishnah had referenced the Pasuk and the Haftorah of Hoda, Es Yushalayin, Es Toavoseha. Nikru Metargame, that we read, and we're Metargame, says the Gemara Pshita, that's obvious too. Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer did something different when he heard this Pasuk. The Tanya, the Brysa writes, halfway down three lines into the wide lines, There was someone who uh, was uh, the Chazan, he was reading this, and Amar Lo, Rabbi Eliezer says to him very sharply, before you start talking about all the abominations that took place in Yerushalayim, oh my gosh, that's got to be uncomfortable. Go see what abominable things your mother did. That's what the Gemara says. That's what, what Rabbi Eliezer would say if someone were to be to be Nikra, to read this parsha. So clearly he didn't read it against our Gemara. But Rav and Takad played out. They did a little bit of research. Uh, you know, they did the ancestry test and they found out that there was a problem. <laughs> they saw, they realized that he was not who he thought he was. Okay. Um, and then the Gemara says, all of that is Sugin number one. That's Nikrin and Matargamin. What about the cases that are Nikrin Velo Matargamin? What are the Psukim and Chumash that we read, but we should not be Matargamin? 
says the Gemara, Ra'avdan Simen. The Ra'avdan will be our mnemonic to remind us uh, what all the cases were. Let's start with Ruvain. Maise Ruvain Nikra Velomatargin. We read it, but we don't translate. And in fact, it happened that Umaise Ruvchenin Ben Gamil Shalach Le Kabul. Um, he went to this city called Kabul. He was talking about this pasuk where it, it seemed to imply that, uh, that, that there was an inappropriate uh, sexual relationship. Only translate the second half of the pasuk. And they praised him for that because otherwise one would have totally misunderstood what happened here. The pasuk says that Ruvain uh, slept with the, the wife of his father. That's not what happened. He moved to bed from... Uh, from Zilpa to, to his mother. So, okay, that's what happened. But the Pasuk was very sharp about it. Fine. Gemara, that was the Reish Ruvain. Rabdan, what's the ayin? Two-thirds, a little bit more, a little, a little bit less than that, a little more than halfway down. Maisa Egel Hasheni, the second part of the Pasuk is Nikravalomatarge. Eza Maisa Egel Hasheni, says the Gemara, Min Vayomer Moshe, Ad Vayar Moshe. What is that talking about? So I'll read the Pasuk for you. What did this nation do to you? They brought something terrible upon you. Don't be so angry at me, my master. Everyone is so difficult in this people. We didn't know what happened. Where was Moshe? Fine. So this is the story that took place. This part of the story is Nikra Velomatargim. We don't translate it. Tanya, the Brysa writes, two-thirds of the way down. Picking up on this last uh, discussion of the Egel Hasheni, and then we'll come back to our mnemonic. That because of the way that Aaron referred to the Egel Azov when he was talking to Moshe, they learned uh, the, the meaning had a little bit of a leg to stand on. Because he, he said, Aaron said that I took the gold from all the nose rings and um, I threw them in the fire. And the Egel came out. What does that mean? He like gave a credence to the fact that there was an Egel. There is no eagle. There's a dead animal that's covered in gold. It's not a god, but he referred to it as the eagle, and he gave it a little bit of a name. So we need to be careful in our responses that we don't validate things that we don't don't need to be validating. Fine. So back to our mnemonic, we did the resh and the ayin. The base is birkas koanin. When it comes to the pasuk, the psukim of yirecha shemishmerecha bechule, all three psukim nikrim velomatargum, and we read them, but don't do the the targum. My timer. Dixiv bishum dixiv yisa. What does it mean? You saw Hashem There's no real way to translate that, not in an authentic way. Fine. Next, what's the Dalad Rav done? We did Ruvain, Egel, and the Birchas Kwanim. Here's David Ve'Amnon. Lo Nikrin Velomatargamin. They're not read, nor are they translated. I, Ve'Amris, we learned above my Samnon, Vatamar Nikromatargam. So which one is it? Do we say that it's read or that it's not read? Says the Gemara, Lo Kasha. In one case, it says Amnon Ben David. The other says Amnon Stama. So there's differences between the cases, and that's how we distinguish. Good. Uh, three fourths of the way down. There are a number of phrases in the Torah that, in and of themselves, seemingly are not nice words. And the Korean Xiv are different. Kagon, Yishaglena, and Yishkavena, both of them referring to Tash Meshamita. But there's a cleaner way to speak. 
That's always the case. The famous uh, Masechda in Masechus Pesachim, he spoke about this of Lashon Saginahor, Lashon Ma'al Yehudah Nakat. So that's an example of this. About Poli, Matzachorim, this is referring to one's backside. So that has different languages. We should say Matzachorim, that's the right way to read it. Charyonim and Divyonim, this is referring to droppings of birds. So Charyonim is a very negative word, and Divyonim is a less negative word. So we try to speak positively. The nicer way to say that is and this is still not Gishmak, but instead of referencing the orifices on the body, the Gemara references that which exits the orifices of the body. Lamotos is talking about the part of the body where one defecates from there too. There's a nicer word. No, we don't change the word uh, because what's going on in that pasuk? That's being said, spoken about in reference to avodas kochavim. You don't have to start being all pleasant in your language. Speak negatively. It's fine. It's uh, it's avodas kochavim. We don't have to be positive. Amar Rav Nachman says the Gemara a very important idea. asira. Leitzanus is not allowed. Famous pasuk from Tehillim of Moshe Avleitzim Lo Yashav Bar Mileitzanusa Davodas Kochavim Desharia. However, one is allowed to to be a late when it comes to Avodazar. Okay. Dirchsev in regards to the type of uh, Avodazar which was Karabal Karas Nebo. That's what it was called. Dirchsev the pasuk says about him Karsu Karav Yachtav Lo Yachlu Milat Masave Gomer wasn't able to withhold the need to go to the bathroom. A negative reference. Rabbiana Omer Mehacha, different Pasuk Lagolos based on Yaguru Shekane Shomron, Kiavela Love, Amov, Uchmarava Love, Yagilo Al Kibodo, Kigalami Menu. What does it mean, Al Kibodo, Kigalami Menu? Al Tikri Kibodo, Al Kibedo. The heaviness, the, the pressure, the need to go to the bathroom is what it was referencing. So we see Leitavis is okay over there. The Gemara says, Amar Huna Barmanoach, Mishmed Rabacha, Bred Rabika, Shari La, Le, Labar Israel, a Jew. Is allowed to say a Jew is allowed to say to a person who worships idols. This is a very shocking line. Five lines from the bottom of the page. Take your avodas kochavim and you can place it shin tov shalach. You can place it in the shin tov. So this is a reference. Rashi says this to one's backside. That's what uh, that's what if you look in Rashi there he speaks about. Lashon ervas so very sharp line. somebody who has rumors about him that are said, even if unverified, the Mephorshim right, but everybody's talking about it, somewhat relevant to some of the modern issues that are going on in our in our news cycle. So if you have someone about everybody keeps saying terrible things about them, you're allowed to be mavaza them. No problem at all. There's no Israel Lashon Hara. It's Mutter. And what's Gimel Shin? So Rashi says it's a reference to Girsa. So it's Bar Girsa, Zona, or a reference to a child who was born from Znus or a man who was involved in Znus. And Shmasarya, his name is poisoned. His name is disgusting. So if everybody keeps talking negatively about someone and it's nonstop, what's the halachic threshold? That's, that needs a discussion. That was a bit of a discussion with the recent... Uh, What's considered guilt and what's considered innocence, and when does lashon hara not apply? Big sugyas in halacha. Big sugyas. The, the parrot closes out as Haiman, the shapir shomani. If a person has a very very good name to them, so tov shemi shem and tov, then shari le shabucha. You're allowed to praise them. What do you mean you're allowed to praise them? 
So we know that the poskim write uh, that there's an isra called uh, avak lashonara, and that is that if you say something very nice about someone, it could lead to someone saying, "Yeah, you think that person's got their game on, but they really don't." Let me tell you what happened. So that's avak lashonara. You said something nice. You didn't, in a vacuum, you didn't do anything wrong. But you have to see how the snowball moves. So here, if someone has this shapir shomane, so then you can speak nicely about the And when one does that, he will be blessed. We should be zochet to come back to this daf in seven and a half years in person. Says the new parak, this is a discussion that's used. Uh, this, uh, this came up heavily in the building of Makor. We bought a building. Are we allowed to uh, turn a church into a shul? So some of these sugyas are, are connected. <coughs> it says the new parak as follows. B'nei ha'ir, if you have people of a city, shemachru rechova shalir, they sold a, a, a non-holy part of the city. That money has to be used for holy things. Lokhen bedamav beisak neses, you have to buy a shul with that. That money can't go to the regular community pot. It has to be used for a shul. Beisak neses, lokhen teva. If you sell a shul, then you have to buy an aron. Teva lokhen mitpachos. If you if you are, sell a teva, you sell an ark, then you have to buy the mantelach for the uh, for the sefer Torah. Mitpachos yichus svarim top of chavav menalah. If one sells the mantelach, they have to buy svarim, which is a reference. Rashi says to neviim and ksuvim. If you sell svarim, then you have to buy lokhen Torah. You have to you can only buy a Torah with it. All of this is of course based on the principle of Malin B'Kodesh Vein Moridin, that one is not allowed. Rashi says, the second Rashi on the page, Abal Machru Torah V'chulei, Rashi says, Shemalin B'Kodesh Vein Moridin. If you sell something, you can only elevate its Kedusha. So if you buy a church, can you turn it into a shoal? That's a big jump. And the reverse is even more complicated. What if you, uh, um, what if you sell a shoal? Can you sell it to a church? So we'll discuss that a little bit in the Gemara, uh, but not in full detail. Then the Gemara after scaling up from Rechava to Beisak Neses, to Teva, to Mitpachos, Bechule, Bechule. Now we start at the top and scale down. Second line, end of the first line, Chavav Amad Aleph. Torah, if one sells a Torah, Lo you can't use that money to buy, uh, buy Nevi'im and Ksuvim, because that's Yerida Bektusha. And we're Malin B'Kodesh, Vein Moridim. If Svarim, if you sell Tanach, if you sell Nach, excuse me, Lo Yikhus you can't buy the Matalach, you can't buy an arm with that. Teva, if you sell a teva, you can't use it to buy a shul. You can't use the money from a shul to buy a, a deconsecrated space. True with all of the leftovers of each of those areas. So this is always a shy love. You buy a certain number of bricks and there's leftovers. They have kedusha to them in a basak So some degree of kedusha. You can only use them for your shul. So I don't know what the Lemaisa is, but it's a real Shilam post game. If you have something left over from, uh, from something that was a holy build, what do you do with all the leftovers? Can you give it to another organization, but the bricks don't match? Fine, these are Shilas, but what do we do with them? Good. The Gemara says, Why is it that if you're selling a park that you have to only buy a shul with the proceeds? Why? You, you bought a regular piece of property. Why does the money have to go to the shul? Says the Gemara, this is only the opinion of one person, but not everybody holds this way. Because they said, 
There's nothing going on in the Rehob. You want to go buy a square where everybody gathers the Rova Yehudi. It's not inherent. Again, maybe that is inherently holy. But let's say it's equivalent of a space, uh, you know, a square in the center of a town that's not inherently holy. Why do I have to buy a shul with that? It says the Gemara that um, this is a machlok as tonight. Why was Rav Nacham Bar Why did he say that even if you buy a deconsecrated area, that you have to use the money for proceeds for that which is uh, from? So says the Gemara. Because people go out in the streets. We learned about this. People go out in the streets when they dive and they bring out the Aaron. Remember, we discussed it some twenty blot ago. Speaking of which, we have a Siyum Emir Tashem next week. I think we have seven blot left, five blot left, something like that. We'll discuss. So the Gemara says, what's the reason for, uh, for, uh, for a Menachem to be so makbid? And the Gemara answers, because sometimes we use the Rechava. We use the square in the middle of town for a tiny osin for Mamados. Okay, if that's true, why were the Chachamim saying that there's no holiness? Because Come on, that's a couple times a year. That's not enough of a reason to, to say that all the proceeds when you buy a random square has to go to build a shul. Fine. Quarter of the way down. If you sell a shul, you have to use the proceeds to buy an ark. This is only true that you can sell a shul if the shul is of the kfarm of the villages. So important. If you have a shul that's a part of a bigger city, since it came from everyone, Everybody pays membership dues. Everybody pays into the building fund. So then you're not allowed to sell the shul. You don't own the shul. Uh, let's say the president, Rafi Zimmerman, is the president of Makor right now. Rafi Zimmerman owns the shul. He doesn't own the shul. He's a chroy for the shul. But we own the shul as a conglomerate. We all give money. There's no, uh, there's no kick out on, uh, on shares at the IPO. There's nothing to talk about. But the Gemara gives this bar. It's not owned by any one person. It's owned by every person. So that's why we can't sell a, a shul in the Krachen. We live in the Krachen. If you lived in uh, the randomest place in the world, there's a community I used to service in the OU. One shul, one Orthodox shul. Okay. So you're in a kfar. That shul can be sold. So Amar Ravashi says, I'm going to break the rule here. Ravashi says, Hi, Beikinishta de Matamachasya. My shul here in Matamachasya in Bavel. Afalgav de Alma Asulei. Even though, really, you're right, this was paid by membership dues. But since I run this place like a chasidah everything goes through me. I decide everything, and I fundraise for everything. I'm allowed to sell it. So we, that, those are the two models of shows that we have. We have shows that are like our show, where all the members give money. And then we have shows that are run like chasidah shows, where the the Rebbe, whoever they are, the whole shul's in their name. There's no board. They do everything. They make all the decisions. They pay all the bills. That's their shul. So that's the distinction <laughs> that Ravashi's making. <coughs> if the Rav is the be-all and end-all, and it's not, yes, he may fundraise, but he makes all the decisions. If that's the case, then you can sell it. Says the Gemara, hang on one second. Uh, but almost halfway done. We'll finish in time for Mara for short. Says the Gemara, Meisvei. There was a base Knesset of the people from Tursi. They sold it. And they made changes to the building. How can that be? How can you sell that if it's a city shul? We know the Ravashi answered that, yeah, he's in charge. 
But what about this case? It says the Gemara, Nahi be'kinishta zuti hava. Oh, it was a tiny little shul. It wasn't a big deal. It's only 10 families, 15 families. It wasn't a big shul. The Inu Abdu'a, he, he re-ran the whole thing. They, that's it. That, that was fine. No problem at all. Next, Nesve. We have a halacha by, um, uh, by, by Nagoyim. Uh, only your achuza, um, your own home, can be metame binagayim. Ve'en Yerushalayim, metame binagayim. But in the state of Yerushalayim, there's no such thing as chumas nagayim. Om Rabbi Yehuda, Ani lo shamati ala makom mikdash bilvad. I only know about the makom a mikdash, that that's the case, that there's no that there's no chance for nagayim to affect Yerushalayim. Ha, batei knesios, batei mizrashos, metamein. But when it comes to Bate Medrashas and Kinesios, they can become Tame. So then there's a subtlety that we need to know here. You can't have Nagoyim unless there's private ownership. Something that belongs to the public can't become Tame Betumas Nagoyim, which means that a shul can be privately owned, which means that it can be sold. Amai, why is it that it would be able to be sold? It belongs to the public. You made a diuk in the Pasuk that it's privately owned. The, the shul is a publicly owned shul. Says the Gemara, Amah, you're right. Rabbi Yehuda's comment about the mikdash was wrong. It was really a little different. I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Anilo shamati ala makom mikudash bilvad. Only a sanctified place. Not the makom mikdash bilvad, but a makom mikudash. What is the machlokas between these two approaches? Says the Gemara. Tanakama sovar loni schalka Yerushalayim shvatim. So there's a big machlokas. Do we say that Yerushalayim was split amongst the Shvatim? We know famously that it's split between Yehuda and Binyamin, and we'll see the details of that right now. But one Shita held that there was no split of Yerushalayim. No Shvatim had a Shlita over Yerushalayim. But Yehuda Savar, I don't agree. He held Nishalka Yerushalayim, the Shvatim. This machlokas is reflected. This machlokas over here is reflected in the following Bryce. The Tanya. The Brisa writes, shel Yehuda. Which parts of Yerushalayim belong to Yehuda? So the Gemara is extremely clear. Harabais, halishkos v'ha'azaros. Harabais at large, the halishkos, the smaller rooms, v'ha'azaros, and the three in the azaros, the Ezra's Nashim, Ezra's Yisrael, and Ezra's uh, Levia, fine. Umahaya v'chelko shel Binyamin. What did Binyamin have? It says the Gemara, he had the ulam, the heichal, he had the antechamber and the heichal where all the magic took place. Ubeis Kodesh Hakodashim and and the Kodesh Hakodashim, the deepest part of that room. Uritzua Haisa Yotzeis. There was a strip of land. This is like sometimes you see if you look very closely at a border, you'll see these like jutting lines. The border comes down and juts out and comes back in. Says the Gemara. Uritzua Haisa Yotzeis Mechalko Shal Yehuda Benichneses Mechalko Shal Binyamin Uba Mizbeach Banui. The Mizbeach itself was not in Shevet Binyamin. Afal Pi that the rest of the property was. There was a little property line that was drawn in the, you know, in the previous districting meeting, and Yehuda got the mizbeach. Huge deal. He would have loved to have absorbed that in his in his property. He would have loved to have it. He was a tzaddik, so he didn't he didn't fight about it. He goes there is a makom, and that's what the pasuk means. I'm always hovering over it. I'm always thinking about it. I wish the mizbeach was in my was in my shevet. because of those that passion, just the passion alone. Just from the passion, Zacha bin Yamin Venase Ushbizchan the Shechina. He became the one who was Zocha to hold the Shechina. Where was the Shechina kept by the Aaron with the with the uh, uh, which was kept in the Kodesh Hakodashim, and that's where it was. It was in his property in Binyamin. That's why he was Zocha. So all of that is Rabbi Yehuda. 
But what about the Tanakama who says that there was no such thing as Shvatim that controlled Yerushalayim? Says the Gemara, the high Tana, the Tanakama was of the opinion, there was no such thing. The Tanya, the Brysa writes, You're not even allowed to rent houses in Yerushalayim. The Airbnb network shut down. We don't own it. It's not Yehuda's. It's not Benyamin's. It's nobody's. You can't rent it. It's not yours. You can't rent something that you don't own. You're not allowed. That says the Gemara, you can't even rent a bedroom, nothing. It's not yours. Therefore, when it come, came to the skins of Kachim, that if someone were to sleep in their house, you can't give money, but if they had skins from a korban, they, then the host would take it. That when one goes to someone's house, they should leave over pitchers and hides, which was, I guess, the housewarming gifts of the day. Uh, that would be appropriate. We're going to stop right here at Amar Rava. We'll pick up in Mirta Shema and Shabbos. If uh, I'm not improved by Shabbos, then we'll probably uh, probably do a recording Mosei Shabbos, and we'll figure it out. I'll let you know. And we'll stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Take care.